Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. And if you want a little bang in your yin-yang, come along. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. This race is far from over. You know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. The clock is ticking. Only 284 days left till the presidential election. Yeah, we're coming. From coast to coast, from border to border, from sea to shining sea, Sean Hannity is on. All right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll free. It's eight hundred. 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, uh, this issue involving Fannie Willis and her now being entangled in this this divorce of this this lawyer who never had any experience uh, in doing real trials that she paid six hundred and fifty four thousand dollars to and, of course, benefited from by going on vacations with the guy uh, is really, really getting interesting. The Georgia Senate now is launching a sweeping investigation and appointing a nine-member special committee with subpoena powers to explore whether uh, Fannie Willis, that's the Fulton County DA, 
benefited from an affair with Nathan Wade, uh, one of the special prosecutors hired by her and her office and and paid six hundred and fifty four thousand dollars to help in the Trump investigation, even though that was not his area of law, he had no history of that being his area of law. Uh, anyway, Fannie Willis's attorney is interrupted in this case by Judge Henry Thompson as he's arguing why Fannie Willis should not be deposed in this Nathan Wade divorce hearing. Now, the people of Fulton County are responding. Uh, this is uh, one resident telling a, a county board of commissioners that he's tired of Fulton County fumbling elections and Fannie Willis's love affair with the special prosecutor. Listen. Some of you all have made a comment this morning on my way here that he's done, he's through, it's over. Well, I want to let you know that Derek Blassigan, I'm done with Fulton County fumbling our elections. I'm done with the gross mismanagement of our taxpayer dollars by the Fulton County Democrats on this body. I'm disgusted at the information that is coming out of the district attorney's office as a taxpayer. I am done with most of your silence at the DA's apparent love affair with the special prosecutor and gross mismanagement of taxpayers' dollars to pursue what appears to be a frivolous lawsuit based off of partisan politics. Apparently, guys like me need to court Fulton County female executives if we want a free ride at all paid expense. Apparently, we need to pursue Natalie Hall and Fonnie Willis or maybe the executives in other departments if we want a full ride and full pay. The DA appears to be trying to protect past elections, but upon information and belief, she's trying to interfere with future elections by trying to convict a candidate before the general election. I'm requesting a financial audit to be done by the county auditor of the district attorney's office immediately. There is no way that you get more money when you're spending money, allegedly, for unnecessary and frivolous purposes. And the guy had basically... Uh, negligible of any experience uh, in this issue of criminal law. Anyway, here to weigh in on it is Cully Stimson, senior uh, legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, former assistant uh, U.S. attorney at the U.S. Attorney's Office for D.C. Greg Jarrett is with us, Fox News legal analyst and, of course, best-selling author. Uh, welcome both of you to the program. Uh, Greg, it looks like Fannie Willis got herself in a heap of trouble here. Uh, this guy apparently doesn't even have experience in in matters like this. It's a massive amount of money. They're taking trips, not only luxury vacations, but going up to, you know, uh, the White House and, and hanging out at the White House. Uh, and were they coordinating with the Biden lawyers? I don't know. Well, it sure looks like it. And by the way, the top RICO lawyer in Georgia was also hired, but he was paid one hundred dollars less per hour than nathan wade you know what jumps out at you here is that neither willis nor wade have denied the affair uh, they can't do that because there's too much documentary evidence proving it credit card bills hotel invoices airline tickets uh, all these receipts that show they were together taking these lavish vacations funded in large part by taxpayer money, and thus the outrage of taxpayers uh, such as you just played. So the question is, was it improper? Was it unethical? Absolutely. And indeed, uh, Fannie Willis said so herself four years ago in a public statement in which she promised not to date co-workers because it would be inappropriate. It violates the code of conduct governing prosecutors. It shows a personal interest in the outcome of the case, 
a conflict of interest that's both real and the appearance thereof. So all of this, I think, demands that Fannie Willis be removed from the case. Her actions, though, may have so tainted the entire case, Sean, that only the only proper remedy is to transfer the prosecution out of the district attorney's office, give it to the state attorney general's office, re-examine it, and I think if that office does so, they'll determine that this is an unsound case against Donald Trump and others. Cully, what's your take on this, uh, and how much trouble is she in, and what impact does it have on the, quote, RICO case, which is absurd anyway, but what impact would it have on that case involving Donald Trump? Yeah, so I'll just add to Greg's comments, all of which I agree with. Um, There are about five or six reasons why she should recuse herself and her whole office, including Wade now. I mean, she used COVID money to hire him. It was supposed to be used to clean up the backup. She didn't get approval to hire him from the county, which was required. He wasn't sworn in before he indicted people. That's a big no-no. He wasn't RICO qualified, as we all know. And, you know, remember, Sean, she ran on a number of themes, but one of them was integrity matters. She said that all the time, yet she's sleeping with a subordinate. And so I think Greg's right. If she doesn't self-recuse, which she should, which also means she has. But, but she's also using taxpayer dollars uh, in a way that's benefiting her personally, financially. Totally. That's exactly right. And so if she doesn't recuse and any normal prosecutor would just recuse themselves and their office from this case, and it would typically go over to another county in that state, and they would take a fresh look at the case. Maybe under Georgia law, the state attorney general will look at it. But either way, if this case goes forward, and for some reason the judge doesn't let this doesn't doesn't kick her off the case, and the office stays on it, and there's a conviction, this is an appeal lawyer's dream because she has created so many appellate issues that all these convictions, if they even happen, will be called into question. Well, I mean, like a lot of these cases, they they now seem to be hitting one road bump after another. Uh, We saw that recently happen in the D.C. case. Uh, Greg Jarrett, as you look at the timeline, uh, you know, we're now headed to February and these cases that were supposed to start in March. I don't see any way they're going to start in March. Uh, Are they going to really, you know, try to politicize these trials and run them in the summer before a presidential election in the fall? Uh, that, to me, would be a, a definition of interference. Their goal is to gain at least one trial, one conviction, with the hope that it will so damage Donald Trump that it will help Joe Biden. They're following the Governor Bob McDonald template in which Jack Smith, the same special prosecutor, gained a conviction but did so in a crooked way. He was unanimously reversed by the U.S. Supreme Court, but the damage was done by the time the appeal tossed out the conviction. So I think Jack Smith and others uh, associated with these cases by the special counsel know that their their cases are, are dubious at best, will never stand up on judicial scrutiny in appeals, but they don't care. Their goal is to try to knock out Donald Trump by gaining one trial, one conviction. So we'll wait and see if that happens. All right. So break down your own cases. You've got the New York case. I don't even know if Alvin Bragg to this day has actually 
uh, given any real explanation of what he's charging Donald Trump with. Um, these civil cases are, are frankly meaningless, although, I mean, I'm sure the mob and the media will make a big deal of, about both of them. Um, but, I'm, you know, in terms of any any ability to upset or impact the race, I don't think either one of them have that. So then you've got the D.C. case, you got the Florida case, you got the Fulton County, Georgia case, and you got the Bragg case. Now, I may be wrong, Greg Jarrett. I don't think Donald Trump can get uh, a fair jury in New York or D.C. or Fulton County, Georgia. Yeah, uh, I, agree. I agree completely. Look, Alvin Bragg has showed no interest in pursuing his case, mostly because he hasn't yet figured out the underlying crime. So that's going nowhere fast. Fulton County, as we've discussed, that's now in serious jeopardy. Um, Mar-a-Lago, I, I stated from the very beginning on your uh, program, the day of, of the, that indictment, how in the world are you going to be able to convene a jury that can be cleared for classified documents? And that's exactly what's going on now. The judge is struggling with that. And, of course, in Washington, D.C., the other Jack Smith J6 case, uh, you know, you've got not only the immunity challenge that's ongoing, but in other J6 cases, the Supreme Court has now taken up the obstruction of an official proceeding. If, if they toss that out with other J6 defendants, that blows a huge hole in Jack Smith's case against Donald Trump. Let's get your take. As you look at all these four cases, Cully, what do you see? I tend to agree with Greg. Um, if you look at the Stormy Daniels case, I mean, give me a break. People, there, there's no there there in that case. And this, I think, you know, the Atlanta case, which we've written about here at Heritage, that case is based on complaining, which is your right to do, about whether an election was conducted fairly. And we've seen other presidential candidates do the same thing, and yet they're criminalizing free speech. I think that case is going nowhere, even if it gets looked at and brought forward in another county uh, in Georgia. The J6 case, Greg is exactly right. Any civil cases uh, are meant to throw sand in the gears, uh, to slow down the political machine that is Trump. And, of course, you've said many times on all your shows that the more he gets indicted and the more the Democrats go after him, the higher his approval ratings go. And that just is proven to be true, and that's got to be very frustrating for the other side. All right, so then make your prediction. How many of these trials take place between now and November, 284 days out of Election Day? Well, I don't think the Georgia case is going to get there because I think the judge is going to get uh, Fannie Willis's whole office off the case, and another county is going to look at it, not move forward on any charges at all. Uh, the New York case, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe one of them, maybe one of them. Uh, but then there's going to be, a, you know, an opportunity to file what are called interlocutory appeals, which are appeals as the trial is getting ready to start on certain key issues. I, I could be wrong. I think at one at most, at most. And if you had to guess, it would be the New York, what, Alvin Bragg case, not the D.C. case? I think. Tanya Chutkin is hell-bent on getting a trial started here in D.C. I used to practice here in D.C., and I think, given her reputation, she's hell-bent on getting this case started. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to defer to Greg on the on the Alvin Brett case. I don't know whether that's going to go or not. 
All right, quick break. We'll come back and we'll have more analysis. Uh, Fanny Willis now has her own legal problems. More with Cully Stimson and Greg Jarrett on the other side. Then your call's coming up, 800-941-SEAN, our number as we continue. On a calm October night, Michael and his wife, they were just out for a walk in their neighborhood when their life got flipped upside down, or just like yours could be. Now, Michael was attacked by a homeless woman who stabbed him multiple times before he was able to restrain her and waited for law enforcement to arrive. But what happens next is why our partners at the USCCA exist. Now, while Michael was in the hospital, a detective literally charged him with assault. Now, this is the new America that we're living in. Luckily, Michael was a USCCA member, just like me. He used his training, his education, and his self-defense liability insurance to stay out of jail and save his family from potential bankruptcy. If you want to learn proven ways to deter criminals, defend your family, avoid legal trouble, just go to uscca.com slash Hannity right now. You'll put in your email. You'll get a free guide put together by the USCCA and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a calm October night, Michael and his wife, they were just out for a walk in their neighborhood when their life got flipped upside down, or just like yours could be. Now, Michael was attacked by a homeless woman who stabbed him multiple times before he was able to restrain her and waited for law enforcement to arrive. But what happens next is why our partners at the USCCA exist. Now, while Michael was in the hospital, a detective literally charged him with assault. Now, this is the new America that we're living in. Luckily, Michael was a USCCA member, just like me. He used his training, his education, and his self-defense liability insurance to stay out of jail and save his family from potential bankruptcy. If you want to learn proven ways to deter criminals, defend your family, avoid legal trouble, just go to uscca.com slash Hannity right now. You'll put in your email. You'll get a free guide put together by the USCCA and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some of you have made the comment this morning on my way here that he's done, he's through, it's over. Well, I want to let you know that Derek Blassigan, I'm done with Fulton County fumbling our elections. I'm done with the gross mismanagement of our taxpayer dollars by the Fulton County Democrats on this body. I'm disgusted at the information that is coming out of the district attorney's office as a taxpayer. I am done with most of your silence at the DA's apparent love affair with the special prosecutor and gross mismanagement of taxpayers' dollars to pursue what appears to be a frivolous lawsuit based off of partisan politics. Apparently, guys like me need to court Fulton County female executives if we want a free ride at all paid expense. Apparently, we need to pursue Natalie Hall and Fonnie Willis or maybe the executives in other departments if we want a full ride and full pay. The DA appears to be trying to protect past elections, but upon information and belief, she's trying to interfere with future elections by trying to convict a candidate before the general election. I'm requesting a financial audit to be done by the county auditor of the district attorney's office immediately. There is no way that you get more money when you're spending money, allegedly, for unnecessary and frivolous purposes. All right, we continue now examining the legal troubles that are facing Fulton County DA Fannie Willis as we continue with Cully Stimson and with Greg Jarrett. Very quickly, last thing, both of you. I mean, how long before the election is it viable for them to bring a, a case like this uh, without the public seeing this as as political interference? Greg, how long? I mean, when we get to the summer, do they have to say hit the pause button just just to let the, the campaign play out, or the, uh, they're not going to consider that at all? Well, if you begin with the demonstrable premise that Americans already view these indictments as politically motivated to damage Trump and help Joe Biden, the closer you get to the election uh, in the summer and the fall, the, the more that is accentuated. You know, Americans are pretty smart. They know what's going on here. Uh, and then you add on to it the efforts by various states led by Democrats to try to remove Donald Trump from the ballot under a bastardization of the 14th Amendment. 
And you've got a picture of what's going on here. All right, I just have to run. We're just out of time. But Cully uh, Stimson, thank you. Greg Jarrett, thank you. When we come back, uh, let's hit the phones. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the uh, program. Stay in touch with the Hannity faithful. Join the message board at Hannity.com. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls in a second. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. I I have not heard of Katie Couric doing an interview uh, for a long time now. Maybe she has some podcast or something, but I've I've not been aware of it. Anyway, so she interviewed Kamala Harris. There were some funny moments. You know, we we got the word salad that we played for you yesterday um, and how she talks about how she asked her team to address the incorrect height that is Wikipedia. I know people that have fought Wikipedia. Anybody can edit your Wikipedia page. You want to spend the rest of your life, you know, giving a flying rip what Wikipedia says about you, whether it's true or not true, go right ahead, have at it. Uh, But didn't didn't we try to fight that fight a couple of times and we just saw it as a waste of our time? Uh, But anyway, so in this interview, it's a wide-ranging interview. Uh, Kamala Harris sticking to their demagogue interview a demagoguing of abortion issue and saying the Supreme Court overturning the road decision took away a constitutional right for women in America. That's not what it did at all. It allows the states to decide individually what they want in terms of this, the state uh, standards for abortion. Nice try. But what she said is just false uh, on abortion rights. She said this is about taking freedoms away. Nobody's taking away anybody's right to an abortion. You know, it may not be as convenient as it once was because of where you live, but you're going to be have access to abortion. Even, you know, Democrats, you know, belief that you can have late term abortion, which is insane to me and infanticide to me. Uh, I, I love my favorite line was on immigration. Democrats want to fix the border. Uh, Republicans want to run on it. No, Republicans have been calling you out and you've been lying to us. For the better part of three years saying the border is closed and secure, you've lied about it, Kamala, as has Joe Biden lied about it, as has Corinne Jean-Pierre, as has Alejandro Mayorkas, as has Circleback Jen Psaki. They're all a bunch of liars. Anyway, she said, um, anyway, it goes on further and then talks about how she made historic accomplishments in the economy. Then she talks about we've taken an adequate, we have not taken adequate credit for our accomplishments. Really? They think that that much of themselves? We could lose this democracy. Get this. If we elect a president who would weaponize the DOJ and go after his political enemies. You mean like the one we have now? Listen. The first bill that we offered was a bill to fix the immigration system. And that's when you controlled both houses. And... Congress did not take it up. And I will tell you that this is, first of all, not a new issue, um, but but sadly, it has become so deeply partisan. And the subject of then political gamesmanship, when in fact the solutions are at hand, and we offered a solution early on and invited bipartisan work, let's work on it to fix this. And in fact, we have right now a proposal for $14 billion so that we can put more resources to address this very situation. And um, we hope and, 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 and are really trying to compel 
um, in particular some of the Republicans in Congress, to participate in the solution. But sadly, I, you know, we want to fix it. They want to run on it. They want to, they want a political issue to run on. We believe very strongly. I believe very strongly. Palestinians are entitled to dignity and self-determination. We believe there must be a two-state solution for the sake of the stability in the region. We believe very strongly as a first principle, Israel must be secure. That Hamas and must not be in a position to commit terrorist acts against innocent people or, or the people of Israel in particular. We have to earn the real act. That is without any question, the right place to be in a democracy. You gotta earn the real act. And so our job, you are correct. We have a, a we have historic accomplishments in terms of the economy, what we've done to move forward. It's science, technology, and investment in the American workforce, growing the American workforce, rising wages, bringing down prices. Historic work has happened, no question. It is incumbent on us, and we have done it. We haven't taken adequate credit for it, frankly. And we got to do a better job of getting the word out about what we have accomplished and who did it. This whole issue that they are raising about his age is, again, because they've got nothing to run on. And I just think that we got to get beyond this because I think ultimately what the American people deserve is that their leaders perform by way of solutions and uplifting the condition of their lives. Anyway, so that's Kamala Harris. And, you know, she said uh, the last thing she said was, was funny that Republicans are only running on Joe's age because they can't run on anything else. No, it's just actually the opposite. The people that can't run on anything else but demagoguing Donald Trump, January 6th, democracy in peril, uh, abortion demagoguing, and then the, the quintessential playbook of Republicans are racist, et cetera, and phobic in every way imaginable. All right, let's go to our phones. We're going to start in the free state of Florida with Diane. Diane, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hi. Um, I've been listening to your show, and I am amazed at the people who call in talking about President Trump's personality. And people are saying, oh, I wish he was nicer, and I wish he wasn't so snarky. And the whole point of it is he is standing up against people who just want to destroy us. And if he didn't have the strength and, and determination and power to do that, we would really be in trouble. Look, let me, let me just explain one thing to you. And as somebody that's known Donald Trump for a lot of years, uh, he, you know, that is his personality, but he's got another personality too. He's kind, he's funny, he's generous. Uh, he's 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 got a very very entertaining side to him. Uh, I don't think the public gets to see that uh, as often. I think it shows up more in town halls than it does at his rallies. Uh, I think he should show more of that side of him. Anyway, thank you for the call. I appreciate it, Diane. God bless you. Uh, by the way, Mike Lindell, his employees at My Pillow, they want to say thank you to you, their loyal customers, and to do so, they're having a massive sale not only on Overstock and clearance products, but there are new products as well. You go to MyPillow.com, you click on the Sean Hannity Square, and right now you get some of the lowest prices ever and free shipping for your entire order. Right now, for example, you can get 50% off the all-new MyPillow 2.0. 
Want to try a new product? You can try their new flannel sheets. That's 50% off. They won't be in stock for very long. The new towel sets 50% off at $29.98. And everything is free shipping, so you may want to take advantage and purchase a larger item like their mattress or their mattress topper. 100% made in the U.S. on sale now for $99.99. Again, free shipping. And look, everything is on sale. Kitchen towels, dog beds, blankets. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square, or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity. All right, back to our busy phone. Cy is in Mississippi. Cy, hi. How are you? Glad you called, sir. Hey, Sean. Thank you for taking the phone call. Um, I was just wondering if you felt that because of uh, her support among independents and Democrats, uh, are you concerned or do you even think it would be possible that down the road um, there could be a base of support to steer Nikki Haley into running on a third party ticket in an effort to cost Trump votes, which inevitably, I guess, would happen? Did you Could you see a scenario where that might actually play out and, of course, be steered and pushed by those that just simply hate Trump so much they'll do anything they can to handicap him? I, I, yeah, can I see any scenario play out like that? Sure. Do I, do I think there's a lot of scheming going on behind the scenes? The, there's no labels group. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of things going on that we don't know anything about right now. And there's a lot of courting of a lot of people. I put Manchin's name in there. I'd put Lieberman's name in there. I'd put and I'm, I'm not being critical. They're allowed to do whatever they want. Uh, we live in a free country, or at least we used to. And um, maybe you could look at somebody like. Tulsi Gabbard, I don't know what her ambitions are. I don't know. You know, sometimes when it comes to political ambition, it, it causes people to to do a lot of things that maybe they otherwise wouldn't do. However, that would forever end Nikki Haley's uh, chance to do anything with the Republican Party. Now, I think James Carville is right. I think a third party candidate could do rather well in this election cycle. However, they're not going to win. And then it becomes an issue of do they want to be a spoiler? I don't I don't see Nikki Haley pulling that off. I don't think so, but you never know. You said a bunch of names just out of curiosity. Do you see anyone on the other side that would run as a third party that would handicap Biden? I'm just curious. I think all of them would. I think I think certainly Joe Manchin would. I think that Tulsi Gabbard probably would too, although some some conservatives seem to like her. I've even heard people floating her name as a possible VP for, for Donald Trump. Um, you know, I, I just I would need to do a deeper dive. Uh, I know her. I've interviewed her a lot. She's very nice. I just don't know her well enough to know how deep and sincere her conservative beliefs are. I'm I'm only interested in voting for people that really believe in conservatism because that's the only thing that works. I understand. She was just the name I thought of because uh, I feel she's a bit of an enigma as far as a presidential candidate. Kind of a mystery, I suppose, referring to Nikki Haley, of course. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Sean. Thank you. All right, Cy. Have a good day, Mississippi. Quick break right back uh, to our phones. Toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN as we continue. All right, let's get back to our busy phones. Uh, back to the free state of Florida, Miami. Irene, next. Uh, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Irene, glad you called. How are you? Sean, First of all, and an honor to talk to you. My first time talking to you, not my first time trying. And thank ironically you. enough, I got through this time. Um, I want to thank you for everything you do and everything you say. And I hope everybody's listening because they should. So, Well, thank you for your kind words. And actually, you're my boss, so I have to 
Uh, I'm just trying to do my job every day. But uh, anyway, it's great to join you in, in the free state of Florida. I'll tell you that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Florida. Um, thank you. Uh, what's on your mind today? I I am a little bit emotional and, and quite, quite nervous um, because what I'm going to talk about is something very dear to my heart. And it's very it's scaring me. It's, it scares me. And it's a white elephant in the room and people need to expose it for what it is. Everybody talks about um, President Biden and how he stumbles upon himself and how he just rambles on and this and that and the other. And I see him and sometimes I just want to cry because my husband has Alzheimer's. And um, when I look at in, in, in President Biden's eyes, when I see him walking, when I see the weight that he's lost, and people don't talk about that. They don't talk about what he could have. They went ballistic when they wanted President Trump to take a cognitive test. Why are they hiding behind this? Why don't they call it for what it is? President Biden is sick. And they're abusing him. And I'm not defending him. He's there because he wanted to be there. When I see Jill trying to talk for him, trying to put her hand on him, trying to calm him down and, and, and afraid, because this is what I do every day of my life. How many times is Jill Biden going to have to jump on stage and direct him to go stage left or stage right? No, you're saying so. Listen, I've said it myself. I mean, is there nobody in this guy's life that cares about him? Uh, I mean, because everybody sees it. And I, I, I don't believe for one second they, they don't see a lot worse than what we're seeing. I mean, it's, it's every day now in his life, which is why we don't see him that often. They are hiding him yet once again. He's hiding. He has to be on medication because I'm going to tell you something. These people, they're not supposed to drive. My husband was an engineer. He can't even put something together anymore. And he is on medication. And sometimes he can have a perfect conversation. And this is what's happening with the president. He is on medication. I can tell. I can tell. People need to talk about this. I'm, I don't know what I'm more scared of. Trump not winning or Biden winning. I don't know what I'm more scared of at this point. So, so you're living with this yourself. And are you saying... I that your husband is on a medication? My husband is on medication. He's on medication. He's on treatment. He's on patches. He's on, he's on everything. Is, is any of it working or no? The, that medication, Alzheimer medication, is to keep his brain from deteriorating further. It never cures you. And, and the disease does deteriorate. My husband is 76 years old. Three years ago, I'm the only one that could see what was happening. That's why I can see it. I've seen it in the president now. You see what I mean? I see the changes. I see the way he walks with his arms onto his side like he's a zombie. This is not a person that should be running our country. He's not doing well, that's for sure. I appreciate it, Irene. Good call. And I'm sorry about what you're living through. Our prayers for you and your family and, uh, you know, caregivers, family members that take care of loved ones when they're sick are amazing. It's a very hard thing to do. Um, hence my decision, which Linda hates and everybody else that's close to me in my life hates is that if I get that sick and I'm going to be a burden on people, I want to be sent away where they can't find me. You like that idea, Linda, right? You wouldn't be able to find me. I mean, you know, you want to go off into the woods and do your thing. I mean, do your thing, man. I'm not, I'm not going to be in the woods. I'm going to be someplace nice. Okay. Does it have Wi-Fi? Because <laughs> I'm going to find you if it's got Wi-Fi. <laughs> Well, if it does, then I only have one device. I don't have anything else. I'm still going to anyway. find you. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 